me rolling. You see me rolling. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Massive Attack podcast. I'm Joe. With me, as usual, is Mitch. You sure about that? <laughs> you seemed a bit... You, you weren't sure? I'm still Joe, yes. You're still excellent. And Hello. this is episode 65, and we're continuing with our A to Z countdown. Which is driving the listeners away, but that's okay. It probably is, I don't know. But <laughs> we're up to F. So, we thought we would look at a little movie... Called Free Jack. And we looked at that movie and we thought we're not talking about that because the less said about it, the better. Yes. So we, today we are looking at fried chicken. Yep. Which originally you put as a bit of a joke topic. It was obviously a joke. Well, it was in a text. Sarcasm doesn't come across <laughs> in text messages. And I'm obviously a little bit slow on the uptake because what else did you suggest? Earth Girls are easy for E. Yep. Which was also a joke. Yep. Well, I figured, you know, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. I just remember the video cover with the girl with the big thumbs. That's... Uh, no, no, not, that's, that's, that's even, even cowgirls get the blues. Yes, well, that was what you suggested. Yeah. And then I said Earth Girls with. Anyway, we're not looking at either of those because it's E. This is F. Yeah. And we are looking at fried chicken. Fried chicken. Originally, I said, well, that's great because then we can play One Vision by Queen. Just yes. For that fried and chicken. And we can go to um, Bobo's restaurant and have... Or you can eat fried chicken on Tuesday before we record. But... It's now Wednesday when we're recording this, and we haven't been to Bobo's, but full confession here, I have eaten KFC three times since we last recorded. Oh, okay. So, yes. I had some yesterday, so in preparation. I wouldn't normally do it. Oh, of course but, not. But it was for the show. It's not an Aussie wrestling show. No. Because isn't that tradition that you eat KFC before you wrestle? Now, now, we have spoken in the past that both Joe and I, we met through wrestling fans. We're fans, and we became wrestlers. And wrestling shows, guaranteed, if you were there... An hour before or an hour after a show, and the, the, you go to the closest KFC, guaranteed you would find at least a worker there. <laughs> eating, at least one, if not us. Yes. But yeah, it just seemed to be the go to. Didn't go to Macca's or anywhere like No, it was KFC. I think it was because wrestling venues were always close to KFC. Yeah, but there's always a Macca's close too, but mm, KFC seemed to be the option. Yes. Maybe that lucrative payday meant you can spend the sweet, sweet dollars on. Well, speaking of lucrative paydays, remember we did the Ligon Street Festival one year and they actually paid us with buckets of KFC in the uh, backstage oh, tent. I didn't do that one. Oh, oh. I feel ripped off now. Well, yeah. We did work the rooster bar. Rooster bar, yes. So that was, that's not fried chicken. That's roast chicken. Rotisserie chicken for Americans. Yeah, we did. It was a street festival. It was a little freebie show. And we were at the front, sort of sponsored by the rooster bar. Because I think the guy who ran it was a fan. He became so. a manager, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So we got a lot of history with wrestling and chicken. But that's not what this is about. No, this is just about fried chicken. Yes. And I thought it, I said it as a joke. You took it as real and you found out there's actually, it's not, it's not a not interesting topic. No, <laughs> you're right. It's not, not a not interesting topic. And as I said, when we were looking at the run sheet and just discussion and investigation about this episode, this could either be our best episode ever or our worst episode ever. I'm leaning towards the latter at the moment. So let's start with fried chicken. All right. The history. Now, you and we've both read the wiki, and that's all we've got really going on here. But when it comes to fried food, I shouldn't have been surprised that, no. No, that it came from Scotland. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of surprised. I was, but I shouldn't have been. No. 
So, yes, reading the wiki, apparently the origins of fried chicken date back to almost to the Middle Ages, where the Europeans were eating fritters, which was food fried in lard, mm. animal fat. And then the Scottish decided that they were going to start frying pieces of chicken in lard. And along with the Scottish, the West Africans started to... Use spices. Yeah, flour and spice the chicken and fry it in palm oil. And then what really took off, I think, was early in American history when the black slaves... The only animal they were allowed to own were chickens. Yes. That was the other thing. So the West Africans, the ones they... They bought the spices with them and the chicken and the Scottish, I guess, were the owners. Possibly. The massive yeah. on the history and they put the fried together and they came up with the fried chicken. So we're talking 17, 1800s. Yeah. But is the fried chicken that we sort of know of. Exactly. Because when you would think, where did fried chicken come from? Most people think the American South. Yep. And, and that's true. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> and well, really, yeah. Fried chicken as we know it today originates from the American South. And it's one of those things that, reading the wiki as well, it was available at the time, as you said, the slaves were only allowed to own chickens. There was a bit of a boom in hog farming, so there was a lot of rendering of lard, so lard was easily available. And fried chicken apparently keeps well and doesn't need to be refrigerated, so the travellers were taking fried chicken with them when they were on the wagon trails and stuff too. So... There you go. And during sort of around the time of the American Civil War, it had a bit of a boom and it really became synonymous with the South End. Well, we could yeah. get racist here. It has a racist connotations anyway. Definitely. And early on in the days, if, again, reading off the wiki, there was a few fried chicken themed restaurants that had very racial Colourful. mascots. Yes. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Ghost World, there's a subplot in the whole that about racist chicken fast food joint. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So, that's the history of fried chicken. Should we kind of go how we do our normal podcasts and talk about where were we when we first ate fried chicken? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, so you're, you're Welsh, so you would have, like, fried leek or something, wouldn't you? Welsh rabbit with chicken? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never remember eating chicken or fried chicken when I was living in the UK, but then I left the UK when I was sick, so I don't remember eating a lot of stuff. Yep. But when I was younger and living in coastal New South Wales, there was a KFC, or back Kentucky Fried Chicken back in those days. Ooh. And With the crinkle cut chips? I think they probably were crinkle oh, they cut were chips. fucking good. But I kind of remember as a child that my dad used to drive past the KFC on his way home from work, and occasionally he would stop and buy that you know big bucket of chicken mm. and three bean salad and potato salad or whatever they had in those days. And we would have like the occasional Friday night meal would be a bucket of chicken between me and my three sisters and a brother and my parents and we'd have this amazing fried chicken so my earliest memories of eating kfc or eating fried chicken in general probably go back to late 70s early 80s in i can't remember my first memory of kfc i know maccas used to have chicken and that was my go-to of choice back in the day really because yeah. i I've, I've written this on my run sheet that McDonald's had Southern Fried Chicken up until I think it was 1986 that they phased yep. it out when they brought in nuggets. I used to have, I used to like that over the burgers back then when I was a kid. And I remember I was in a youth group and someone had organised a tour of Macca's. Like we went in there and we did the tour of the kitchen. What an exciting thing that was. But they were doing the chicken thing and they had to break the bones of the chicken before they cooked it for some reason. I always remember that. That's the only okay. thing I remember out of this whole freaking tour is the fact that they there was someone there with the chicken before they went in the oven and they were bending it or breaking a bone or something because I couldn't go in without doing that. Doesn't make sense. Don't know why. Don't know if it was even a real memory. That's what I remember. And did it go in the oven or did they fry it in the deep fryer? Oh, I don't. Whatever they did. Hmm. 
I used to like that. McChicken, was it? Southern Fried Chicken in the brown box with the yellow. It was. Was I read the wiki. It was in a brown box with yellow writing because I never ate it myself, but I do remember it on the menu. I just thought it was called McChicken, but the burgers called it McChicken. Maybe that's what I'm getting. But yeah, so then they bought out the nuggets, which I was happy with. But the nuggets, I don't know if you remember, but how much Macca's nuggets did you eat a lot over the years? No, I was always a cheeseburger person until I was older and then I got a quarter pound. There was dry nuggets, so you'd bite in and they were really dry, or they were soggy. I hated the soggy ones. So I'd bite into all of them and put the dry ones away because I liked them the most, finish the soggy ones, then go back to the dry ones because I fucking hated the soggy ones. And technically, nugget is a fried chicken. Yes. Technically. Yeah. And fried chicken in the history was, instead of frying a whole chicken, they would fry bits of chicken. Obviously, Because it was yes. easier to work and doing all that. So what are we under recipes of fried chicken? Or what we can... What, the southern fried... Let's stick with southern fried. Okay. So well, I want... haven't actually done this this study of like oh. what, what constitutes a recipe for fried chicken, so go well, right ahead. it's pretty much a chicken bit. Yeah. Or it could be a chicken tender which I'm much more a fan of because fuck them bones. I don't like them. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the chicken, then it's wrapped in a egg or oil-based sort of liquid yep. and then to a flour ad- adhered to it and then fried. Yep. Now, it could be broiled. I don't know what that is, but that's an option. Well, I think they refer to them as broiler chickens, mm. as in they are chickens specifically bred for meat rather than egg-laying chickens. Oh, okay. And if you believe the stories that they tell you, most chickens are raised without hormones, but they manage to reach maturity in 30 days. So they're very young chickens that they're using. So I don't for, know if I want to know this. I don't want to think about well, it. I don't yeah. want to think about it. And I did read an article today that said that per capita in America, each or each year they have 90 pounds of chicken gets consumed per capita, per person per capita or something. I'm not sure if that's all just fried chicken. Well, or when KFC bring out their 24 nuggets for 10 bucks, I could totally understand that. Yeah. Because I'm eating enough for everybody. Yes, definitely. Mm. But obviously, we talk about KFC. KFC is probably the most well-known chain chicken shop. Well, definitely in Australia. There is another chicken one, which is Red Rooster, but that's roast chicken, so it doesn't count. Yes. Big Rooster is in Perth. I do know that. But I think they're more like Red Rooster, though. I think, I don't think it's fried. But nostalgia time. Yes. Yeah. And we did, did discuss this when we were talking the other day. I said to you... Remember Ollie's trolley? And I said yes, I did. When yeah. I went to high school in Melton, we had one in Melton High Street next to the bowling alley. And was it the greatest chicken you've ever had? I oh, see. I don't know because I'm about to go on another tangent in a okay. minute. But we'll talk about Ollie's for a moment. I remember Ollie's trolley being the best. That had a crinkle cut chips too. Yes. And they had an ice cream dispensary. You know, like just the your normal milk ice cream, and you get it in a cone in the things like that. And it was the best. Like it was the tastiest chicken, crinkle cut chips, and an ice cream. I miss Ollie's trolley. Boy, do I miss it. I do remember Ollie's had a, a very different coating to KFC. It was more of a thicker, crunchy coating. Oh, yeah. Because that's if you could just give me a cube of deep-fried <laughs> coating of KFC, I'd eat it. Probably not good for me, but God damn, I love that. That's when they bought out the mashed potatoes, deep-fried mashed potatoes oh, in the, the coating. Yeah. Yep. Any delivery system are getting me that coating, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do remember Ollie's trolleys. However, I think for me, my favourite all-time fried chicken was probably a trip to Canberra that I had in the late 90s, and I went to a place called Kingsley Chicken, and then a few years later in the early 2000s, I had to go to Canberra for work and my meeting that I was in finished like three hours earlier than my flight home and I thought well I'm here I'm going to go for a little wander across the road into the shopping centre and see if I might be able to find another Kingsley chicken and I did Ooh. and again Kingsley chicken had crinkle cut chips so maybe it's maybe it's not about the chicken maybe it's maybe just it's about, about the, the crinkle cut chips oh, maybe so was it still there or that yeah. was early 2000s well this was early 2000s I haven't been to Canberra for a while I haven't had the need to go and buy fireworks or pornography for a little bit so I haven't been back to Canberra so I don't know I don't know if Kingsley chicken still exists 
I'm hoping it does because it was very good. No, any, I was going to say any camera listeners, any listeners out there, <laughs> hello. And if there is any listeners after this episode, yeah, who knows? But the other thing I remember fondly, and probably going back to around that sort of early 2000s sort of time when we first started hanging out, we used to go to the Hard Rock Cafe and they had the heavy metal chicken tenders with the dipping sauce. See, I, I'm only a recent bring over to the tenders. I love the tenders now. It's, like, it's no bones. It's just chicken tenders. And what you have introduced me to... Uh, did you introduce me? I had it first in America. when I Because I, all I ate is burgers. And I, I go to sports bars because it's totally... Food is wasted on me when it comes to fine dining. But sports bars have things besides burgers. They've got buffalo wings. Yes. And they are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yep. So I've come home glowing about this sensation that I discovered. You know, it's this obscure thing called buffalo wings. And you're like, I make them all the time. Do you want something? It's like, yes, please. So... It is a regular on our weekly catch-ups that if I'm over for dinner, it's like buffalo wings. It's like, fuck yes. Well, then we've evolved from that and we now go buffalo tender strips rather than even the wings. It's all about the delivery system of getting me that sauce. So technically, buffalo wings does come under fried chicken, but it's oven fried. Well, not necessarily. Americans do fry Americans do fry everything. Because it's quicker and and it's safer. Yeah, they flour and coat them and stuff before they fry them too. And then it's covered in buffalo sauce. So it just adds that little bit more to that fried chicken. Yes. Well, most of those sort of, you know, themed restaurants, your TGI Fridays and that sort of stuff, you can get buffalo wings. And it's become a bit of a hipster thing, I think, fried chicken. You notice there's a lot more fried chicken restaurants popping up around Melbourne, sort of, especially in that Fitzroy Collingwood area where people drink their IPAs and have their curly beards. Well, two years ago, probably the burger, the massive, crazy burger, boutique burger joints popped up. And I'm noticing in the last six months... Your chicken is popping up now as your boutique sort of fried chicken places. Hmm. So we're following American food from 50 years ago. It's Could becoming be. cool. I'm just checking the website. Kingsley, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight venues. All oh, around the Canberra and Queanbeyan area. Ah, so it could be time for a road trip just to go to Kingsley Chicken. If it's as good as you say. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for it. Mate, see, well, that's going to be one of these things. I've, I've talked it up and we would go to this big effort to drive to Canberra, nine hours or whatever it is to drive to Canberra from Melbourne, and we would get there and it'd probably be shit. That was something like your music that you, you talk <laughs> up and make it loose for me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's probably a nice segue to go into music. Oh, really? Well, it is, because we were looking at... Well, I was mainly looking at what song to put on the end of this episode, and the first thing that sprang to mind for me was a band called Southern Culture on the Skids. And the first who, thing that came to mind when you said that was no! Yes, well, <laughs> I, I saw Southern Culture on the Skids going back to wrestling. They were one of the bands at a wrestle rock show once, or rock and roll wrestling, or whatever it was called back in the day. And as part of their show, they've got a, a song called Eight Piece Box, which is kind of euphemisms about picking up a girl that works in a chicken shop. But they would bring out big buckets of chicken on stage and they would throw them into the crowd and you would eat fried chicken while you're watching the band and then wipe your greasy fingers on your jeans, probably. But I, I'd never heard but of if this you're band before. at a hot bar watching a band drinking lots of beer, that would be the greatest thing it ever. Was, it was Someone awesome. throwing chicken at you. It's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, I'd never heard of this band before and I saw them, and, and partly because they were just that sort of southern swamp rock sort of sound. And then... Partly as well that they were throwing you're a, chicken you're into a the Confederate crowd. flag, do rag wearing hillbilly. Well, they did have a song called White Trash, and I did consider using that for my entrance music for a long time. But but anyway, so I I was going to go with the idea of Southern Culture on the Skids, but then you nixed that one pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Quicker than Free Jack. <laughs> no, we actually did watch all of Free Jack. I know. <laughs> it's a pretty long movie. And then yeah, so based on that, we. Well, I did a bit of a Google search, a YouTube search, and I just typed in fried chicken songs. There's a few. Uh, there's a lot, and there's a lot. A lot of country. Uh, very good, yes. Country. Country a lot and of- hip-hop. 
Well, if you look at the demographic of people that would be eating chicken, not that I want to get racial here because... I think you are getting racial. Well, not that I want to get racial because if you look at people eating KFC per nation, Japan is actually the third highest consumer of KFC. And apparently it's a big thing in Japan to eat KFC on Christmas Day. So I like knows? that tradition. We did that one year because... If we have any, inter- if we have any listeners, but in a, in Melbourne, it Christmas can be quite hot. Yes. We're talking forty degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit, but a lot. And the last thing you want to eat is turkey and ham and hot puddings and stuff. And I don't know why people insist on traditional Christmas dinners on fucking forty degree days. Ridiculous. Give me a Barbie. Give me a relaxing. One year, our family goes. Let's just eat what we want to eat. What does everyone want to eat? And literally everyone had something different. So it's not the biggest of families, but there was probably 20 of us. Mm-hmm. And we all had something different we wanted. It was the best spread ever. And I did want buffalo chicken strips. And, and potato gems. There was so... I didn't know. Oh, I should have asked for potato gems. But there were so many... like Because there was so much food that everyone else wanted, I had a whole plate to myself of these things. And for the next three days. It was the greatest Christmas Ever. 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 So, no, that was really good. All right. So, yeah, getting back to music about chickens. As you said, it's not to be racial stereotypes, but Southern rock, country, and hip-hop are your main protagonists for songs about fried chicken. Ice tea even has a song about fried chicken. Yeah. Can't get much more rap than iced tea. No. But we decided we're not going to go with any of those. I'm still toying up the idea whether I go for Queen's One Vision. I did find a, a sort of ska punk fried chicken song, so stay tuned to the end of the episode. Yeah. I will surprise you. But going on tangents again, probably looking at the biggest brand of chicken, you would say Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. And in 1977, there was a little movie. Was that little? Wasn't it? No. It was cheap to start with, but it made a lot. All right. Well, mm. it's a little movie. Well, it's not a little movie that has pretty much nothing to do with chicken other than the fact that it is called the Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah. And I can remember being a, a fairly young child and seeing the cover in the video shop and having my parents rent it and them watching it, me not watching it. I don't know if it was because of the adult content. It's got boobs. Got lots of boobs, <laughs> boobs pressed up against glass in a shower scene, which watching it now was pretty impressive. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's funny. I have no idea why it's called the Kentucky Fried Movie. I can tell you. I'm sure you could. Because it was the Zucker brothers, Zucker Abrams Zucker of Airplane slash Flying High, The Naked Gun, or Top Secret fame. They had a like the Second City and the Groundlings, like the improv comedy groups, they had the Kentucky Fried Theatre. Oh, okay. And that's where it came from, because they had the idea that we'll write a sketch comedy t- movie, a movie with a bunch of sketches in- slightly interconnected, and came up with this idea, pitched it around a lot of places, and no one thought the idea would work. No one liked it. One guy was kind of keen. they yeah, give me a script. They wrote the script. He read it. goes, no, fuck that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so they ended up funding themselves. They funded like $35,000, got John Landis, the director of um animal house and animal house which was his next movie because of the strength of this one okay and blues brothers is yep. probably the thing um they got him to direct this thirty five thousand dollars short 10 minute segment and showed it around they went to one of the well grindhouse but sort of you know yeah uh, no 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 you're more yeah, oh, grindhousey yep. sort of cinema places going can you just put this at the start of it see what you think and they put it on there and they loved it and the guy just pissed himself laughing going i'll fund this fuck that let's do it okay. and he ended up showing it to a few other people get some more funding in so that's how they got it cost like Seven hundred thousand and made seven million. 
or something. So it was considered a success for what okay. it was. And I guess it must have been the first of its type because not long after you had the, the groove tube. Yep. And I think they had a TV chase and people like that in it. So, okay. And it was another one which National Lampoon made, but it was yeah. for TV. So there's, it's sort of, there was a thing of the time. Um, can I do it till I need glasses? I remember, it seemed to me, I watched a lot of these because there's a lot of boobs in them. Maybe that's why. But can I do it till I need glasses? Or there was another one from those people. Um, yeah, Groove Trooper, like I said. So it, it's basically a s- sketch comedy show in a movie. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly what it is. There's sort of your skits, there's parody type stuff, there's fake movie clips or fake movie trailers. Yeah. And the, what gets me though is most of them are pretty short, except there's a large chunk in the middle which is parody of Into the Dragon Into the Dragon Bruce well, that's Lee the main movies. thing because you've sort of got trailers for movies before and after there's a few TV segments in between and a movie in the middle which is probably no more than 20 minutes yeah, it just felt long compared to the rest of the movie Good. but for what it was and for when it was I really enjoyed it some of them didn't work because they've either been done to death or they're not funny anymore but some things still were funny like you mentioned this again it's like oh, I haven't seen that since like the 80s like, yeah. and I was getting confused because I've seen the Groove Tube as well yeah. and I was getting confused which was which oh that's from this one which one's from that one a more recent one from probably the late 80s is Amazon Women on the Moon which I've seen a few times okay I didn't realise that was a clip movie as well what, what gets me though is there's bits in this that I obviously know but I didn't know that's where they came from like the the News at 11 type clip one I yeah, didn't realise Film at 11 Film at 11 yeah I didn't realise that came from the Kentucky Fried movie but the little scenes it's obviously 1977 was a different time yep I won't go into spoiler territories here but the uh, Daredevil guy I thought was one of the I kind of want to spoil it. Like, it wasn't spoiled for me. I read the wiki before I saw that clip, and it's like, yeah, that's still funny. So, I, it's a different time. Would you do it now? No. For shock value, you could almost do it, but it's if you remember Super Dave Osborne mm. or any of those Daredevil sort of shows. So there's this guy. He's like this Daredevil, and it's only a quick clip. And he's there, and it's like, all right. So he's gonna. He's you know, he's got like the evil Knievel sort of outfit. He puts on a jumpsuit. He's got the helmet, and he's in sort of a broken down sort of Detroit looking area yep. and they go oh what stunts he going to do and he walks over to a bunch of black guys playing um, dice or dice and just stands in the middle of them and yells the n-word at the top of his lungs <laughs> and then just runs off and they chase after him and that's it and it's just like that was funny yeah th- that like, was probably what I thought was the funniest out of the whole movie so that goes to show what my sense of humour is but yeah like, there's some weird ones there's a, a trailer for like a disaster film because at the time in 77 did we say you had Earthquake Towering Inferno Poseidon Adventure like disaster films were huge so they called it It's Armageddon and it's just sort of all this shit going down. But, you know, co-starring this guy and this guy. And Donald Sutherland as the awkward waiter. And he just walks out with a cake and trips over into it. And it's like, okay, Donald. <laughs> so I don't know if they knew him or how they got Donald Sutherland in to do Maybe this one just little... Maybe filming on the same set that he gag was on. Gag and he... Yeah, I'll put my face into a pie. No mm. worries, thanks. Eh? That was kind of weird. The board game about JFK's assassination. Yeah. It was very politically incorrect. Even for its time. Like, you couldn't do it now because of what it is. But I think even at the time they were sort of pushing the limit of this is edgy it's, it's blatant out there comedy but I think they were trying to be sort of on the edge like you know I mean yeah. it's, it's 20 years or 15 years after JFK was assassinated so yep. it's still not pleasant you still can't joke you, people do joke about it now but it's not a pleasant subject to no. talk about so I think they were on the edge because these would have been young guys back then and it's like yeah let's well, see and what obviously they're trying to push buttons because they've got that what is it Catholic schoolgirls in trouble or whatever well that was a piss take on the you know the, the movies of the time yeah the, the exploitation 
exploitation films, the and, nuns. And, and they spo- are very much exploiting. And oh, yeah. Just this is one, that one scene, I can't even remember what names they are, but it's like they're going through the cast and they're like and introducing someone and someone. And, and it's like these three girls sitting on a couch yeah, with, with their tits out. And one of them just turns to the other one and goes, Becky, this is Catherine or something. <laughs> and it's, again, just a little throwaway line, but it really made me laugh. Well, there's, I mean, there's a, like an AM TV show they sort of do. It's not a very funny skit where they do the news and they do an interview. Then they bring out some animals, including an Australian <laughs> gerbil, but they bring out a gorilla. And it's obviously a guy in a gorilla suit, but it's not a bad gorilla suit. It's not a real gorilla. Well, do you know who was in that gorilla suit? No. Rick Baker. Okay. Who's right. gone on to obviously do lots and lots of amazing special effects in movies. But yeah, this is obviously where he got a start. When you got Bill Bixby turning up as Bill Bixby promoting... Was like, he the headache guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they had some weird ones. There was... Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver in the courtroom scene. It was scene. a weird sketch. And that's one I did remember the vivid scene where they're in a... It's black and white. They're in a court scene where you've got a guy sort of turning around, whispering to the camera, saying, this is what's happened and this and that. And that's very... Out of all the sketches, sketches that's probably the closest to the naked gun as yeah. far as in Flying High where they're really playing with the word, the puns, and, you know, because it's got the lawyer exam- you know, interviewing the witness, and he goes, will you follow me to the corner? And, objection, he's leading the witness. The witness and, yeah. You know, that sort of stuff they were playing with, and it even had the guy from Flying High who's the crazy underling in the control tower. It's like, what do you make of this, what do you make of this map? A hat, a brooch, oh, oh, and Leon's getting larger. He was the guy on the stenographer machine, what do they call it? The typing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was him. Okay. So it was like, oh, obviously a friend, or they like that sort of character, and they blew him out bigger in in flying high and this was funny like it was actually funny sketches with some of the stuff they were doing but they go to the bit at the end saying is the guy who was in the courtroom today and the witnesses say, i can't say i can't say will you tell us he's over there and they're pointing and he's like talking to camera saying oh they're pointing out the witness here it's like no no and i, I remember her yelling and screaming <laughs> that's what i remember from this movie and it turns out to be the court reporter spoiler but that was actually a funny skit that still works with that play on words and things i'd like, like it when he's talking about the the state penal code and he's got to do it around. Well. I thought that was pretty funny as well but yeah interesting as I said I hadn't seen this before and it was a real time capsule from 1977 watching this so even though it probably has nothing to do with fried chicken I'm no, glad I watched it that's a good thing did you like Big Jim Slade I did <laughs> and I liked how they tied it back in later. They they had him in the you know the sex education record types thing, and then later on in the fistful of yen, he like bursts through a wall in his speedo again. And so. they like Hari Krishna's obviously a butter jokes for the Zucker brothers because well, they, they yeah they were in Flying High Flying as well. As well. Yeah. yeah, they had that one. Flying High Two, Flying High One, both I think. Yeah, yeah, because they're handing out their free flowers at the first one, and then the second one I think they're on the plane. Yeah, Henry Gibson turned up. From, okay. and that was not a very good skit. That was where he's the United Appeal for the Dead. Oh. They're saying, yeah, you know, save on money and not having a funeral and keep the dead bodies around. Just wasn't funny. You were mentioning Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver. He was actually in the courtroom gag. For some reason, they kept crushing him in the audience with a guy pretending to be Beaver. And they were just arguing back and forth. It had nothing to do with the rest of the skit. Just the fact they got Tony Dow in yeah. there, I think. Saying, so, you know, oh, let's see what we can do with Well, this. maybe the Zuckers are um, Leave it to Beaver fans because they got Could Barbara be. Billingsley for Flying High. They did. That's Because she point. speaks jive. They had nothing to do with Back to the Beach, did they? No, I think so. Because you had both Jerry Mathers and Tony Dow. Obviously, this is 1977. Exploitation films were around, and they did a trailer parody for Cleopatra Swartz, where she's a hot, you know, Pam Greer-like, hard-kicking black woman, and she's married to this Hasidic Jew. While she's out kicking ass, he's reading the Tom and stuff like that. <laughs> it was... It's a nice little, funny little gag. It's like a little trailer. The yeah. Hebrew Hammer. Mm. Mm. 
So, um, yeah, it was... It, I'm glad I watched it again, but yeah, I mean, it's very much just dated, and you can say every every gag hits. No, you could it, They definitely got better, that's for sure. Like, with Flying High, which you can still watch today, it's still pretty fresh, and Naked Gun's pretty good. I just was... I've just started watching the O.J. Simpson Made in America. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's sort of weird. Not knowing, being in Australia, we did not know, well, I didn't know, just how big O.J. Simpson was. No, oh, he was a huge star, wasn't he? He was ridiculous, mm. and I just knew him as that comedic guy from the Naked Gun films. But yeah, he was he was pretty crazy. So mm. it was fun. I'm glad we watched this. And I know it's got nothing to do with fried chicken, but hey, it's, it but yeah, worked. It, it's it's a, better than Free Jack. It's a tenuous link. Yep, but it's a link, and it's managed to pad out this episode a little bit more than we would if we just talked about fried chicken. Well, they were meant to be short episodes anyway. They are. All righty. Well, that that might be a good place for us to wrap up fried chicken. Mm-hmm. To go, to go, get it, to go, take away. Anyway, yeah. if you have any feedback for us, if you have suggestions of great places around Melbourne to go and eat fried chicken, if Please. you're a Melbourne listener, I've heard, or that- even greater country, we'll do a short road trip. Maybe Canberra's a bit far, but you know, even a, a country chicken place, well, we're up for it. Country chicken, country. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had Nene chicken? No, well, that's Korean fried. Well, chicken. that's the thing. There is, we only really dealt with southern in this. We could have gone into the Eastern. They've got their own sort of fried chicken as well. Mm. So, but Korean fried chicken is really nice. Mm. Similar. Crunchy. Small. Small. Yellow, yeah. <laughs> Different. <laughs> but I, I heard there's a really good place in Brunswick called Fat and Tasty that does chicken and waffles. I think we might have to go visit. So we might have to. Right. What time is it? All right. Let's, let's wrap up this episode. As I said, if you have any feedback for us, if you have any suggestions of what we should have talked about rather than fried chicken or fried chicken restaurants, jump on our Facebook. We are facebook.com slash... The Massive Attack Podcast, where you can find us on our website, which is themapodcast.podbean.com. Drop us an email at themapodcast at gmail. Leave us some feedback on iTunes. Do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to that. <laughs> Alrighty, and thanks for listening, and thank you, Mitch. No worries, thank we'll you. We'll probably be back in a couple of weeks to look at G. We might make it a little bit quicker since this was a short episode. Mm-hmm. And I've got no idea what foodstuffs we can make out of G, but hopefully we'll go back to our original... TV movies type deal rather than talking about food. Nate Dog and Warren. And Warren. G. No. no, I don't think so. No, I don't find. All right, stay tuned for the music, but it's not going to be Southern Culture on the Skits. Thank you. But you can go on YouTube that because it's worth it. No.